0: Hey. Hey. It's me. I know, and I know you know that I know you know Yeah. So what's up, man mostly just saying he hey yeah anything else you'd like to talk about quite some weather you're having there really you want to talk about the weather no you brought it up Yeah but you don't want to talk but Jesus Christ do you, you want to talk to him? No Oh Why is it that people talk to you as though they're ordering McDonald's? Do you really want to know? Eventually. If I take the time and figure things out through experience or exploration, or if I happen to come across it organically, I'd like to know, but. Okay. Anything else? No. I stared into the sun to see what I would see. The me I'd see when I did not, and I was only me. I don't think that I'd care as much for nerves that bend the light. What alter may, influence ill, loose shins to walk the night? Would I maintain light form and line, or find new mold here in my mind? Besides focusing on being haunted by my own voice as I cyclically listen back to things I've already recorded, things I've thought, and trying to figure out how I'm moving forward, interpretating, interpretating. Interpretating was the word that I said, and I've been focused on that. It keeps playing in my head. And I've been interpreting thoughts about death for quite some time now. I wanted to do a clean set, and I wanted that clean set to be about death. You're going to die when you hear this. You're going to die when you hear this. I wish people would only say that if they're holding a gun or lighting a cannon. Because I've been worried about what kind of ghost I'm going to be. I have so many aspirations for the type of ghost I want to be. Like, I want to do the classic ghost. I want to be, ooh, and, like, make a chair float for three seconds and then dip, then come back the next night and, ooh, I wonder if it matters how you die, if that somehow influences the type of ghost that you end up being, and hopefully not, because otherwise Patrick Swayze's probably having a real hard time if he's still lingering around in the afterlife and Whoopi Goldberg hasn't helped him out yet. One of the biggest appeals with being a ghost, though, is just finally not having to interact with anybody. I hope I don't have to interact with other ghosts. I hope there aren't like some, like, ghost etiquette rules or something where i have to be polite to the other ghosts or if they come and like try and fuck with like my turf like how do we settle like ghost right disputes or something i if i were to interact with any of their ghosts i think i would just want to like haunt other ghosts or you know track down people that i idolized at some point although that would probably just ruin them like my grandpa I want, when my time comes, I want people to be like, fuck yeah, Albert's dead. Not in a mean, like, fuck that guy kind of way, just happy for me. I keep thinking about and I keep talking about death because it seems to be very present in modern times and we haven't gotten any better at dealing with it. We have all these deaths with the virus, we have the possibility of just ending, it seems like, this year. It seems like there's so many apocalyptic signs, and we've been disappointed so many times that it hasn't ended. In my lifetime alone, I'm only 30 years old now, but there's been Y2K, there's been 9-11, and then almost another war, and there was the whole Mayan calendar thing in 2012. And every time, there was a lot of panic and buildup, We are getting ready for the end of the world, and it didn't happen. And I think, on some level, we're just a little bit disappointed. I think we'd like to be ready for it to happen. And I think we're tired of being told that it's going to happen. It's like the Boy That Cried Wolf story. With our existence, our population, this version of mankind, if it be the last. That'd be nice. All this week, though, my focus keeps coming back to human interaction and faith, and I have a lot of ideas on both. I could probably talk and talk and just ramble and endlessly go on about all the different things that I really want to cover when it comes to human interaction and just how poorly we do that, how badly we communicate now, because that's essentially what I do for work now. I'm essentially a professional listener. I listen to phone calls from all over the country. All different types of people, and most of them are the same. And most of them suck at talking. Both in the way that they think and express themselves. And in the way that the person that they're interacting with is reciprocating and responding to that because of it. And as much as we don't want to be the United States, and we clearly are not united right now... We are still somewhat dependent on one another. It does still matter and influence one another the way that we are as a whole. Basically, the only thing that makes us more than like chimpanzees is the fact that we'll cooperate with one another. And that's what makes dogs better with problem-solving than chimpanzees, is that they have this relationship with human beings where... They have a cooperation with us where we benefit one another with our relationship and it provides aspects of us surviving both with resources to get food and to be safe as well as having significant interaction emotionally and mentally to sustain one another. If you're curious about that, there's information about it in this movie called Ape Genius, which I'm pretty sure is still available for free on YouTube. It's like an hour-long documentary if you want to learn about the things that monkeys do and how intelligent they are, but they're still too emotional and impulsive. And that's why it's important that we stop with all the division and all the fucking labely bullshit garbage that's happening politically as well as in every other aspect of our lives. Everyone's so eager to put some category on their life of what they are and how they are. And that's what I also don't like about the whole digital dating thing and why that's become so frustrating. Human interaction isn't limited to just person to person contact either. There's also how you interact with whatever else is in your life, whether it be objects like you're like me and you talk to the objects in your life, or the stuff around you. Like, I have a relationship with, like, my front yard and the sky. And I think people have relationships with, like, the city that they live in, possibly the country, if they're able to connect in that way. Charles Bukowski has a really good poem, and there's a reading of that on YouTube, if you look it up, called People Are Not Good to Each Other. And that hit a lot of notes that I have been thinking about with what I see happening. So it's been happening for a long time. This isn't a modern problem. We've had difficulty with our interaction and our communication for a very long time. And it's been building and it's getting worse. It's getting to a really bad point now. It's getting to a new low. As is a lot of other things. As is just like our morality and our belief like our humanness really the core of what makes us good like in the fucking horrible michael bay transformer movies man is worth saving that whole played out fucking garbage that comes with any type of bigger better seemingly higher life form whether it's aliens or transformers or whatever the fuck they always want to save humanity and We're really not at a point where we're worth saving right now. We're at a really bad low point where it's just not good. There are so many different levels, so many different phases of my life that I'd like to go through and get into the details and try and explain to give you a big picture of what someone who has thought a lot about human interaction throughout their entire life has done. But I don't really like the old childhood thing. Like, if there's a good thing, I'll mention it, sure, at whatever point that it comes up. But I don't want to just, like, go through my whole childhood and all this stuff. But I guess the main bullet points I want to make are... Even at a very young age, I didn't like how people were with one another. It seemed unnatural to me. It seemed very forced. And it didn't match the way that I saw they actually were. I could see someone have a shit day, and then when somebody else asked them how they were, they said they were good, and like laughed and smiled. And I could still even then see the strain behind that. So that was the first version of Albert, the one that didn't want to interact because of that, and because my voice just wasn't good. People had trouble hearing me, I was quiet... I was told I was shy, so that also affected it, but I later realized I wasn't actually. I just didn't want to do what people were doing. It was a poor substitute for what people could be and how we could engage one another. And then the next major step was around the same time that I started thinking critically and... I finally thought about religion and had that whole episode. And in high school, I finally had like the type of interaction I'd craved and wanted, to an extent. It happened at times, and I did really like and value the friends that I had. But it got repetitive. Often, people just ran out of being interesting or putting forth the effort to do it. And one of my friends was always listening to music, and we'd try and say stuff to him, and he'd pull out his earbud and be like, what? And we just didn't want to repeat it. So I copied him in doing that. I started wearing my headphones, and my friends would try and talk to me, and I would do the same thing, and they'd be like, oh, never mind, and I'd put my headphone back on and act like I was listening to music, but the cord was just in my pocket. And then there was another weird version of me after high school at some point that just got really contaminated by the idea of love and trying to be a cook and just immersing myself in emotion in a way that I hadn't before this point. Emotion became new to me, and I was excited to experience it on such a level and understand it, and it was hard for me to understand because I felt like I'd always been so controlled and detached from things that I wasn't really feeling up until that point. So it was like finally feeling, and I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to feel and was trying to. And now there's this version of me, which has been around kind of for a while, but has recently sort of taken some updates. And I'm going through a current process right now where I'm kind of rebooting and updating me, I get to this point where I just get, like, sick of my patterns, my behaviors, the way that I speak, the words that I say, the phrases I'm using. It all just gets old and stale to me, and I feel like I have to, like, update and write new programs for myself. And that helps me to think of myself in, like, a digital capacity. My guitar teacher was actually the one that first introduced me to that idea in a way that it made me think about it. And ever since then, paired with a quote by Marco Pierre White about how a great chef just does a lot of little things exceptionally well, this idea that I don't have to do the big things that I want to do, despite how immersive I am in what I want, how I won't want to suffer through the little stuff to get to that big stuff. I just want to be in things That's why I'm always in ideas and always just constantly submerging myself into these things that I aspire towards and invest in. But if you just think about it like programming, and you're just writing code one line at a time, and you're just taking little steps, just winning the little victories slowly and building up and practicing and repeating these things... You'll get to a point where you can start doing the big stuff or all the little stuff will add up to a big thing if you're lucky and that's nice too. And it works that way with other human interaction as well, with other people. You can't necessarily just be in the good part of it. Sometimes you do have to build up a little bit. You have to layer in your experiences and your perceptions before you can get to those conversations that are really worth having. And that really change things and really make you feel good about the opportunity to interact with another human being. Because that's what it should be. We should be excited for it. We should feel good when it happens. And I haven't had enough of that lately in my life. And a large part of that is me. But a large part of that is all this stuff that's been building and happening. Things like Target. Fuck Target. That creates so much of what's wrong with people in my mind. And I worked there for way longer than I should have. But it taught me a very important thing. And you can learn that too if you go and work there. Or if you just go shop there, I guess. But you're going to see basically the real only divide between people now. The worker and the person that's there shopping. That's the two simple categories of types of people that are out there and how we interact in most relationships now. Most human interaction is basically like that, and it's like some weird chess game where you have the person that's on the lower end of the spectrum, the person that's not quite where they want to be or at some transitioning point in between where they would like to be, and there's just a lot of work for very little reward. You're the grunt. You're doing the stuff that just sucks. And you don't even get treated like people. That's the main part of your job is guest service. And people won't even acknowledge your existence. You're not real people to them. And then you have those people. These people that are just beyond entitled at this point. Because for so many years now, we've been building this monster culture that infects like anyone who goes to any type of grocery store or retail experience like target where the middle class want has just accumulated into this giant algorithm built off the types of people that respond to surveys from a grocery store. And they've collected all this data and analyzed it and, built this insane algorithm and then they ask people again and they feed back into it because of it and it's creating this weird cyclical snake eating itself kind of loop thing where it's just this fucking gross needless awful no real identity just insatiable endless middle class want and the middle class isn't even a real thing anymore and it's just opinion and entitlement and it sucks the idea of faith and the actions that are a result of what people are doing with faith when they sold you the concept of faith you bought it with yet another part of conviction, another part of reason and ration, another part of integrity, and most importantly with the embers of energy that smolder beyond this flawed flesh or physicality of any kind. You took a much less valid, cogent, or otherwise set of answers, rather than let the identity of an idea manifest through a evaluative equation and expression, and you bit to believe them and provide them with a false sense of conviction and support, contradicting and betraying them and yourself. Faith, pure in its ideal, is not holding answers. It is not knowledge, true justified beliefs. Faith is when you have every reason not to believe, and you fought with every fiber of being to find fault even if it takes an entire life, And you cannot unravel the certainty of belief that is not merely held, but built by and continually refined in the form of its conviction. The convictions and values that bound through every instance of your existence, that bend with force and snap back greater from the pressure. It is in every breath, when you have nothing but that belief, that the good will be good and will prevail over the perils of its counterpart. And you can scream into the stars. It's weird to me that people use science against faith and religion because so much of science and math and logic is essentially just faith. And if you actually pay attention to science and the scientific method and how most science is supported, because it is simply supported, it's not really fact and truth. It's just theories that are supported. They're all built on things that are pretty believable. We have a lot of reason to believe them. More than likely, they're going to be the outcome of something that we may encounter or experiment on but there's always the possibility that it won't be so we've got to have faith because all the principles that we've built even our language even our language and our perception is built on faith that what we see is actually real that other people are seeing the same things that we are And everything else that we have built on that is all just faith. So no matter how good the science gets, no matter how much we think we have come close to proving things, it's only just supported, and it's supported by faith. And then you have the people that believe in faith, the people that at one point I was actually envious of. Because even though I thought it was dumb to believe in a God and all the silly stories in the Bible... I was still envious that they were able to have belief in something like that and that they really did like they had a strong presence about them that I could pick up on that I was envious of I wanted to believe I really did but I just didn't and initially I thought that meant that I didn't have faith that I was whatever I was at the point, at the time, I guess I thought I was too smart to believe in that stuff. but then I thought more about it and I just realized that I'd been told the wrong information that it wasn't so much the whole unbelievable story aspect of religion that I had issue with, but just how faithless most people were when it came to that how they said all this stuff about belief and faith, but they just have a giant book of answers. That's not faith. That's answers. That's an explanation. And the idea of God is even worse than that. If he's all-knowing, all-seeing, all-powerful, that leaves nothing for us. That's not faith. That's just your uncertainty... And just trying to plug the hole with your inability to accept that you don't know. Because we've built a bad system. We've built bad perceptions and we've built bad communication on it. And we've built bad human interaction on that. And we just have this stacked, layered system that's fucked we need to reshape things. We need to rebuild things. We need to start gradually reprogramming and making these changes that are going to fix these holes and what we're all feeling and why we're so fucking anxious and everything all the time now and why no one can concentrate on anything and why everyone has to take some kind of medication. I don't have all the answers. I'm not saying that's the answer. That's just what I believe what I really, truly, fully believe, what I have tried to disprove with everything that I can and that I just am not able to do that with because it still is true and it still feels and thinks and seems right to me no matter how many people are opposed to my ideas. Some things you just got to believe in. I'm not talking like the flat earth shit. Or the mask shit. Whatever just crazy shit you're trying to indulge in. Talking about the stuff that's really in there. Really inside you. If you've taken the time and put in the energy and just allowed it to be there organically. Through the experiences of your life. But really, I think the focus being on human interaction and faith this week has been in me needing more human interaction, so it would be nice. I'm not going to ask for it, but it would be nice to have more human interaction. It'd be nice to have someone to talk to on here or... Even just to talk about somebody else's ideas. If somebody wants to email me anonymously, it's the same name, nanashu at gmail. And hopefully soon I'll also be on uh, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. I've submitted. It hasn't processed yet, but that should be coming soon. And I'm on Spotify now, too. So haven't said anything about that the last five episodes because I told you I wouldn't, and I intend to honor that. I'm not going to plug... But I'm excited about that, it was cool to see myself on one of the apps that I like to use, and I hope that it's more enjoyable and kind of exciting for you to get to listen on something else that you like to use if you choose to do that. I'll still be on SoundCloud as well, and I'm gonna have faith that I'll have some better human interaction and hopefully Be able to interact with you in some way with this in the future, I guess, the time coming.